So the answer to a challenge that your company is facing is likely not in your four walls and maybe not even in the industry that you're in. The Center for Operational Excellence at OSU provides a community for sharing and problem solving together. Welcome to There's a Better Way, a podcast series focused on exploring how operational excellence principles can provide solutions in your personal and professional life. Each episode, Dr. Arvind Chandrasekharan, professor and academic director at The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business, will sit down with a prominent expert or faculty leader to discuss problems we face in our world today. This program is brought to you by the Master of Business Operational Excellence. Welcome to There is a Better Way. I'm here with two leaders from The Ohio State's uh, Center for Operational Excellence, Kelly Rio, Executive Director, and Matt Burns, Associate Director for Marketing and Communication of the Center for Operational Excellence. Welcome to the program, Matt and Kelly. Hey, good morning, Arvin. Thanks for having us. So uh, for our audience who are not familiar with the Center for Operational Excellence, can you tell us more about what is this center and how does it play an important role at The Ohio State University, Fisher College of Business? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Center for Operational Excellence uh, connects organizations of all um, sizes and industries um, to help them build and sustain um, a, a culture of problem solving and continuous improvement. We are uh, a member-based organization, so we have 37 um, member companies. Those are big companies around Central Ohio. Um, some big ones are AEP, uh, DHL, Grange, um, uh, Huntington, Nationwide. Uh, and, and NISource is our, our newest member, so we're real excited about that. Um, so those members get uh, a variety of benefits. The most visible one um, is that we have 15 to 20 events a year, so um, we provide programming that is helpful for them in their journey. Um, we also then connect them with uh, faculty here at, at Fisher um, and actually across the university, and, uh, and we also um, connect them with students, uh, both resumes and student projects. Um, and then we connect them with each other. So it's a big um, benchmarking and sharing opportunity so they learn from one another um, and the challenges that they're having um, and the challenges that they've been able to overcome and, and work together to, to kind of share those. Okay. This is very interesting. Again, it forms a very strong ecosystem here yeah. by accomplishing some of the uh, missions at Ohio State of connecting good research with good practice as well as uh, exposing some of our companies to uh, a talented uh, student body out here. So this is very yeah. important. Your role is very important here. The Center for Operational Excellence is, is focused on um, topics of uh, continuous improvement and, and learning, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you, again, how do you think about, it's a very broad topic. If you think about it, mm -hmm. everybody has to continuously improve. So one of the themes that we talk about in our MBOE program mm -hmm. is this whole idea of creating this culture around continuous improvement. So through your summit or other events that happens, like how do you promote it? What are some topics that you typically uh, use, uh, you, you use it during these uh, events to actually promote the continuous improvement culture in these organizations? So one of the big themes that has started to rise to the top um, for a lot of our programming and really specifically at the summit is this idea of uh, disruptive change. Um, you know, I would say that the, the tools and behaviors that are part of the, the Lean Six Sigma toolbox, so to speak, are still very important and they're, they're um, certainly a weapon in um, companies reacting to these disruptive forces. But one of the ideas that we're trying to get across in the speakers that we bring in and the topics that we choose is that no organization is immune to the possibility that someone might find a better way to do what they're doing and they may become a blockbuster or a Sears and we do not want our companies to become a blockbuster or a Sears. 
So we're focusing now, um, you know, I would say less on tools and more on how to cultivate those adaptive behaviors uh, to deal with change across the organization. Um, you know, the work that people are doing on a day-to-day level, there's a lot more technology in what they do, and that's going to pose more of a challenge to people depending on what generation they're in. Um, and one of the things that we stress time and time again is that businesses can't just hire and fire their way into having the right people in their organizations. Mm-hmm. And so we need to focus on growing the people that we have and, and giving them the, the tools and behaviors to, uh, to react to changes that are, that are on the horizon. So uh, as I noticed, uh, Kelly and Matt, that the Center for Operational Excellence is one of the university-wide center, not just affiliated to Fisher. Can you tell us more about why and, and how is it serving uh, purposes for uh, colleges and faculty across the university? Sure. So um, Center for Operational Excellence is, as you said, one of the few university-wide centers. So um, we do have a couple centers here at Fisher that are they're kind of Fisher-specific. Um, we are, are a bigger uh, center to, to support um, President Drake's um, strategic vision. He's got um, operational excellence as one of his five themes. Um, we, you know, really enjoy that level of, of a, 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 as a center because we're able to go to uh, to our member companies. We visit them um, a couple times a year, listen to what their challenges are, and and are really able to then use uh, the resources of the entire university to to help solve their problems. Um, so an example would be um, we went recently to. Uh, one of our members in, in Southern Ohio, they are a manufacturer. Uh, they shared a, several problems that they're having, several challenges that they're working through. Um, one was kind of more of a, a manufacturing line adjustment and, and some, some physical space readjustment. Um, they had some recruiting and retention challenges, as we all do. Um, they had some recycling challenges. They've, they have their products very custom, and they would need to... Um, to dispose of it, um, so we came back and, and put together a student project um, for for with a um, something that came out of Fisher. But then we also looked at the College of Ecology for the the recycling uh, project potentially. Um, we were able to connect them with other companies, so we just really go and kind of customize and, and are able again to to come back um, to to really all the resources available to us at the at the university, which are uh, you know immense. Yeah. Um, we have a food manufacturing. Um, member company um, who we've connected with the College of Agriculture. So we're just able to really, um, you know, kind of reach out to the community and, and our members and, and find what, basically we're like a matchmaker. We really try to, to put them together with one another um, or with, with many resources here at the university. That, that example is very, very interesting example, Kelly. I want to go back to that, where you said you actually went and uh, got the voice of the customer from... Mm-hmm. Uh, from your member companies, and then that happens to trigger more internal conversations within uh, Ohio State, how you are able to now develop. Because one of the things as a faculty here at Ohio State, I feel is that we are always in our silos. Like we teach, like I teach in the business school. And oftentimes I feel that our students are not just going to solve business problems. They're Mm -hmm. going to solve complex problems. And there should be a better way of doing that. And what I hear from your example is that you're able to be that matchmaker where you're able to take a complex business problem and then come internally and find resources. And that resources could be outside the fissure where you're mm-hmm. bringing in a student team where one of the students could be from a college of ecology, the other could mm-hmm. be from the college of food and then the business school. That kind of educational uh, development for any graduate coming out of Ohio State is extremely powerful. So I think that there is a, a very good uh, example of what you just said, Matt. Yeah, and and that idea of um, connecting our members to resources across the university is really 
I would say, trickling into um, even our event programming more and more. We just hosted an event a couple weeks ago um, about uh, the impact of, of tariffs on uh, company supply chains. And we actually had a speaker come in from the uh, John Glenn College of Public Affairs, um, someone from outside of Fisher to, to bring their insights with a, a report that was actually recently unveiled in, in D.C. on what the supply chain impact of, of, the, uh, of the trade wars is, is going to be. And um, you know, one of the things that we're really proud of at the summit this year is that we actually um, have a, a researcher from the Department of Psychology coming in uh, to talk about some behavioral aspects of problem solving involving how we deal with numbers and math on a, on a day-to-day basis. And, and like you said, we, we really think that some of the resources that we need to solve problems in our organization are not exclusively focused on Fisher mm-hmm. and business challenges, even though we do have a wealth of, of resources here at the college. Okay. I noticed, Kelly and Matt, that uh, you mentioned that you do a lot of events uh, through our COE. And one of the events that is coming up uh, um, very soon, and, and this, is, this is usually an event that happens in April, is the summit. Can you tell us more about what is this event and, and why is this event uh, a flagship event uh, for the Center for Operational Excellence? Yeah, so usually the events that we're hosting throughout the year are um, catering specifically to the you know business leaders that we have at these companies who are very busy, and so typically we're having uh, half day or um, you know three quarter full day events. Uh, but the summit is really um, a way for us to get our business leaders that attend our events to step away from the day to day and to really take time to gather new ideas. Um, and reflect on how they might be able to put some of these latest best practices in problem solving and leadership into action at their organization. So the summit actually spans three days. And like I said, the purpose of that is to, to get people to kind of hit pause on their busy schedules and connect with uh, their, their colleagues and also people at other organizations. And so through that three-day span, we have a mix of half-day workshops, off-site tours, one-hour breakout sessions, keynotes, and a lot of networking opportunities. And the purpose of that is is really for them to just get exposed to a ton of new ideas and and figure out what few ideas that they're going to be able to actually take back and, and put into action when they go back to the office on, on Friday or Monday. And uh, that's actually taking place April 9th through the 11th here at Ohio State. So let, let's think about like some of our listeners, for instance, they're listening to our podcast today. They might wonder again, how do I take advantage of some of the interesting things that are happening at 3COE? Are there any quick advices for them saying, okay, here is what you should think about doing? So as I said, we're a member-based organization, um, but we do really encourage everyone to, to you know, come out and, and take a look at what we're doing. Um, we, we would love to, to talk to people that are on this journey. So um, you know, give us a call and, and we, can, we can come out and, and share you know, some of the things that we're doing with COE and how it fits with what um, your organization is going through. Um, at that point, then we, you know, we will invite people to come and, and uh, you know, sample some of our events. Um, we do have the summit, as we mentioned. That's the only event that's really open to the public. Okay. And in terms of advice, you know, one of the things that we have found at our member companies, um, some of whom have been on you know, a, a formal operational excellence journey for, for decades now, is that a lot of the companies that we work with that have a culture of continuous improvement um, from the front lines all the way up to the C-suite, a lot of times that did not start with the C-suite. It didn't start with a CEO who came in or woke up one morning and decided that they wanted to roll out Lean Six Sigma. 
a lot of the time it starts on the front lines. And that doesn't start with trying to boil the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, these continuous improvement efforts that are now systematic began with small attempts within a single department to find a better way to solve a problem. And then by applying the tools of Lean Six Sigma and continuous improvement, small wins. And then those small wins can then translate into bigger wins. There's more confidence across the organization that this approach to problem solving is actually going to work. And then it starts to boil up from the bottom and eventually spreads throughout the organization. Yeah. Now, I think, I think that's a very good uh, example, Matt, because I can tell you as a researcher, looking at some of these things that you've talked about, that approach of uh, instituting uh, operational excellence where a CEO or some strong leader is going to like say, we are going to go and do Lean or Six Sigma won't last long. And I uh, have had numerous examples of companies actually trying to do that way of a top-down approach and that simply doesn't work. As soon as the CEO departs, uh, then the, the systems crashes. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many examples I can talk about. But what I'm hearing from you is, again, the, the COE is providing an opportunity for the members to go more of a bottom-up kind mm-hmm. of an approach where I learn some really good things through these events that are happening to COE. I go back and I do my own experiments. Now, one thing that I'm very proud of in, in the MBOE space is that we encourage our students or our, our, our executives that have come to the program to do experiments. And you learn through those experiments. And what happens is that as you take some of the learnings that happen through COE, they go back, they do the experiment, and that actually transforms the organization. So it's, it's a very nice way to think about how COE is doing that. Yeah, and one of the things that um, you know we have really seen being discussed more in our programming lately and among our members, this idea of not shying away from failure and being able to learn from failure. Uh, we had the uh, CEO of SafeLight, Tom Feeney, come and speak for our members back in September, and he talked about how he actually has one of his top executives report to him on a regular basis about failures, because failure is important, because you can often find your way to success through failing mm-hmm. and actually taking time to reflect on what went wrong and then not doing that again the next time. Okay. So, Kelly, I know you were the um, executive director and you recently joined the COE, so yes. um, um, we're excited to have you here. So, I know I, I noticed that one of the things that you mentioned during our, our COE events is your, uh, uh, your goal of bringing more technology and more uh, learning through that format. Because, as you mentioned, you have 37 members. Mm-hmm. And they're all, sometimes they may not have the time or the resources to get to the, the campus to learn and actually take advantage of some of these activities that are happening through COE. Mm-hmm. Are there other things that you're thinking about and planning down the line where you can still use technology as a, as a conduit for some of these things that are actually happening at uh, the Ohio State? Yeah, so we are looking um, for ways to make it easier for um, attendees to, to, you know, join, uh, to join the programming. So um, we do have members that are outside of, of Central Ohio, and so we want to be able to, to make those available to them. So we live stream events, um, and we also then facilitate, um, Arvind, you were kind enough to facilitate some um, discussion with, with the folks that were visiting us online. Um, so that, that, that really helps, I think, engage that audience. Uh, we're also looking at creating a portal so that we can, um, our members can, can we don't need to necessarily be the middleman all the time. Um, we'd like them to be able to um, speak to one another, connect on topics. Um, we would like to have um, themes kind of bubble up and, and folks can add, add to, uh, to that content um, on their own. Um, so we're, we're investigating several different um, platforms to do that. Okay, so I think, I think those are some really good uh, ways to think about 
making your center much more global, not just uh, within Columbus area. I mean, like now you're talking about people and companies that are outside uh, the area of Columbus coming in and taking advantage of all the good things that are happening there. Yeah, you know, we still see value in getting together physically in the same space. And um, that is always going to be a part of what our center does. That's never going to go away. Um, but through reasons of expediency or distance, um, you know, it's going to be necessary for us to embrace technology more. And, and we're, really, we're really working on that because we think that not only is that going to be a benefit to our members, but that's just going to um, increase the velocity at which information is exchanged. Okay. And, and the last thing I want to ask you all is, again, going back to... Um, the other events, I mean, the summit is one of the a key flagship events, as you said, three days and a time. Uh, how do you think about, like, planning for these? I mean, in terms of you have a lot of learning going on on these things, right? So mm -hmm. uh, are, are those learning, are those topics primarily based on what your members want? Or do you have a way of actually orchestrating the topics based on what's happening in the market? How do you actually plan for these learning opportunities? Well, it's a combination of things. So as you said, it were um, a a pretty neat ecosystem and we'd get voice of the customer quite a bit. We're always out visiting our, our member companies. Um, and then we're talking to you guys, the faculty, and understanding kind of what your, we bring back the information to you. Um, you know, we, you know, talk through kind of what those themes are. We also are keeping, you know, our ear to the ground with, um, with industry themes and, and things that are going on in the world. Um, and we combine all that and, and create, create these events. We also um, really look to, to get the voice of the customer after our events as well. Um, we survey our, our uh, attendees after each event. We're also surveying um, our members to understand, um, you know, and, and maximize the value that we give to them. And we're really taking an operational excellence approach to how we're getting that voice of the customer as well because we're looking for patterns and over time if we're hearing from our uh, attendees that they really want to see more on a certain topic then we're starting to feed that into our programming lineup hopefully in the next six months or so. Okay so it's very clearly driven by so many different fronts and I think I think you play a, in my opinion you play a very important role at the Ohio State University, not just the Fisher College of Business, in, in actually connecting that ecosystem. So I really want to thank you for all your work that you've been doing, and thanks for coming to our podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of There's a Better Way. To listen to our other episodes and for more information on the Master of Business and Operational Excellence, please visit go.osu.edu backslash M-B-O-E.